0: And welcome to the Radioactive Show,
1: produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio
0: Network. Today's Radioactive Show has been produced on Wurundjeri Country of the Kulin Nation and I give my respects to Elders past, present and future. I'm Emma Crunch. Today's show will be a repeat from a 2016 show I made after arriving back from the Lizard Bites Back Festival or Protestival, which was a camping festival held by the Olympic Dam uranium mine on Kukatha country in South Australia and fed by the water from Arabuna country and many other surrounding countries through the Great Artesian Basin. Before we repeat to that 2016 episode, the fight against Olympic Dam continues and just this week on Wednesday 1st of November, BHP, the company who is mining uranium and copper at the site, held their annual AGM. Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, Arabana Elder, who you'll hear later in the show from The Lizard's Bites Back, Uncle Kevin released a powerful statement to be shared at the BHP AGM. He's currently living back on country and... Arabana country at Finnis Springs and to begin our show I'll feature some audio taken just in the past few weeks by Decolonize Mob who are sharing videos of Uncle Kevin to Facebook and Uncle Kevin is speaking out from the veranda of where he's staying, from walking around country and you should definitely check out the original videos by looking up Decolonising Mob on Facebook.
2: I could care for you. And uh, can I tell you a story? Okay, I'll tell you a little story. What's happening now, right at this present time, this change, this big change is right on us. And it's everywhere. So people are feeling down, people are feeling something going on and it's really big, nothing's bigger. We're growing a big seed here. We, uh, a big transformation is happening. We, uh, we were one time, one people. One people, one land. One people, one Earth. And it's going to be the same. The other thing i noticed since we've been back here is some of the birds have been back. And, uh... uh Some of the animals back, creatures back, they know, they're like us, they're wanting, they're hungry, they're starving for this life. And uh, it's not a competition who's got the most miserable problem or most pressure or what country's doing what and what, all that. We all hanging out for peace, and that's what we—that's what we're gonna go. So it's up to us to become like messengers, runners, talkers, videos, whatever. We come across sites, sacred sites, special places that's been destroyed, and it gets you. It just bloody kills you. And. Uh, even some of the trees back this other way, big gum trees, they're all gone because the water that the, the water thieves have taken. And that water is meant to be for here, for us and the animal usage, not for what they're using it for. Uh, Probably all right for town, people in town, but it's not for that. They're just over greedy people, selfish people. And once it go there, once it goes over there, it's just dead water. It becomes toxic, kills everything. It's not a, that Olympic dam. Uranium miner keeps saying it's not a baby food. It's not a food challenge factory the bloody totally the opposite and they get all their guns and everything out of it and everything else, killed. killed, 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 killed. We can't lose track of what we're here for. That. We've got to take care of that. That's what we've all been born with, with special gifts from our nanas and poppers and all the all the people, all their ancestors, look after that old country, and look after each other. Uh, it don't take much. It's only a bit up here, so you got to use a bit of that, and you got a bit of.
0: You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast on 3CR Community Radio and heard around Australia on the Community Radio Network. You've been hearing Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, Arabana Elder, speaking on country in October 2023 from Finnis Springs. And that audio is from videos by Decolonise Mob, which can be found on Facebook. I'll now return to a 2016 episode. To turn our ears back to the Lizard Bites Back festivals, which were protestables which were protest festivals by the Olympic Dam Uranium Mine that Uncle Kevin and many others continue to resist to this day. I think you'll find listening back to those events really inspiring, so stay tuned.
3: I tried to try to get away from uh, Crunchy, but boy, oh, she's good. <laughs> 3CR reporter. <laughs> All the mob down in Melbourne, you're really missing out on the big show up here at Roxbury. At the, we got the, gate, the gates of L. We got top uh, musos here. As you heard, some playing there. Crunchy's going to play it to you, mob. Melbourne, you're missing out on the big thing. Sunshine up there, no wood, and look, this is the first time some of us ever been escorted,
2: full police escort, into Roxbury.
0: This is the Radioactive Show, and that was Uncle Kevin Buzzacott speaking to me, Crunch, on day one of the Lizard Bites Back protestival, which took place from July 1st to 3rd, 2016, on Cookatha Country in South Australia. Today's show will bring you sounds and voices from the three-day festival, where a few hundred people converged from around the country to camp at the gates of hell, the Olympic Dam uranium mine. Bradshaw co-producer Jem and I travelled to the protests from Melbourne. Our car was thoroughly searched by a police roadblock targeting protesters just out of Port Augusta, but despite their best attempts to defect the vehicle we travelled on. Others didn't fare so well, a few cars never made it to the event, but despite the overbearing police presence of roadblocks, drones and helicopters, a self-sufficient camp, community and solar-powered sound system was set up amongst the sand dunes. On day one and two of the camp, we walked to the gates of the mine to protest. Tune your ears into the gates now.
4: As soon as coal was off the table, suddenly the South Australian government, uh, the Premier, announced that there would be a royal commission into the issue of nuclear power. It seems almost like the government will do anything but consider a serious renewable option. Uh, It's there. The technology exists in other parts of the world. It's not untried. Why don't we use that instead of digging up yet more uranium? As Riley explained, South Australia is facing two proposals for nuclear waste dumps, but I just want to say as well that this mine is a nuclear waste dump, and it's a leaky dump. Yeah. Current 4,400, approximately 4,400 hectares, sorry, 400 hectares of radioactive tailings that will require isolation for several hundred thousand years. They also, by design, leak into the underground, un- underlying rock and aquifer, by design, BHP's own documents show slightly increased levels of uranium in the aquifer, but their justification for that is it doesn't really matter because the aquifer is too salty for anyone to use it anyway. I want to say to the people at BHP, you've got a nerve taking 37 million litres of water a day out of the Great Artesian Basin. We live in a country where Australians they save on water every day because they pay water bills, and they know we live in a desert, and people here die of bushfires. Yeah,
0: what about
4: that? And they're taking water out of there like it's free for all, and it's free to waste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Water is sacred. What side are
0: you on? Which side
4: are you on? Which side are you on? Which side are you on? of this mine, but before it was owned by BHP, it was owned by a company called Western Mining Corporation. And Western Mining Corporation did obtain this land illegally. They funded a native title um, uh, application for a tribe that um, wasn't from um, Uncle Kev's country, Arabana country, to get the water. And they paid people in grog and guns and cars. And people were killed in you know, a tribal war that was started by Western Mining Corporation. So the blood is on the hands of this mine and the companies that have taken over it and Western Mining before BHP. And yeah, we can't let them forget their crimes against humanity. And for as long as this mine is open, as Uncle Kev said this morning, then those crimes against humanity are still being committed. And um, yeah, so that's why I'm so proud of all your mum coming out here. Tell them to shut this place down, and yeah, stop this nuclear cycle where it starts. Oh <laughs> okay, a little story. Thirty-three years ago today, the Franklin Dam was stopped. <laughs> oh, it was a this, a it was so
1: it's a good day be here. Last night I had a dream and the dream said you've done the wrong thing to let this happen. As in us mob, the general population of Australia to let this mine happen.
4: But then the dream also showed a land that was flowing with water and the clay pans were full of water and everything is as it should be. So we stand
1: at the dawn of hopeless and hopelessness and we have to do something at this time. We have to really pull together as best we can
4: to sort out all the issues that are prevailing us. That includes this place and what has emanated from this place all the way through all the world and to Fukushima and beyond. All
0: of us together to need to connect and to respond with each other, and we'll do it. Palya. You're tuned in to the Radioactive Show and the Rally at the Gates of Hell, otherwise known as the Olympic Dam uranium mine, located on Kukatha Country, next to Roxby Down, South Australia. Another big protest festival at the world's biggest uranium mine has recently taken place, The Lizard's Bites Back, following on from The Lizard's Revenge four years ago. Some of the voices you just heard were Jack, Nectaria, Izzy Brown and finally Annie, who has been involved in the fight against the mine since it was first proposed in the 1980s. I had the opportunity to chat with Annie on the final day of the festival.
1: Yeah, I'm Annie McGovern. I live in Nimbin. I came from Nimbin originally via the Franklin to Roxby in 1983 mm. and uh, we stayed here in protest um, t- till the second blockade in 1984 from which we were ultimately evicted and, um, yeah, we'd, life went on from there. Mm. Yeah. So you first were here
0: protesting over 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be back here again and um knowing that the mine's still going but also still resisting that mine it's been a progression from
1: 84 we then went up to the mound springs uh up albury creek where we did uh, flow readings on the mound springs etc from the great artesian basin Mm. in that time after that my family, which steadily grew, came back here periodically. The last time my baby danced in his sandhill when, when he was when he's seven years old, that was the last time we had access to where he was born. Mm. He, um, he's now 32. Mm-hmm. And so coming back here, we've been back, I have been back a few times in various ways, but this time it feels like we have a real collective of very positive energy and uh, it is just amazing to be part of something that has gone on a generational scale Mm. and where we have people of all generations here who are really conscious of the dangers of nuclear energy and nuclear war and uh, that we are trying to protect our country here, but it's for everybody across the earth because where our uranium goes is into basically all the nuclear processes that are happening in the world today, mm-hmm. and there is no way that anyone can categorically say that they know where Roxby uranium ends up.
0: Mm. And how is that? When the mine was first being proposed and created, um, Were the arguments similar? It was in the Cold War context as well. Um, What were your main sort of messages, or the? I guess it's also just the feeling of living on the land and connections to traditional owners. What were the sort of what what was the struggle um, built around back in the early eighties? In the early
1: eighties, Australia had a strong tradition of resisting nuclear. Power, nuclear proliferation, and uranium mining per se, both based both on ecological grounds, um, on invasion grounds of indigenous peoples' land, and also in the resistance to allow these materials to be used in in war.
0: No. Yeah, so it's really amazing, I agree with you, that this Lizard's has felt like it's had um, new people who've come up for the first time, some who were here for Lizard Bites Back, and then that sort of cross-generational aspect of yourself being here and Uncle Kevin um, and some others who've been involved since the early days. Do you have, where do you think from here, do you think there's a sort of a momentum building that eventually we will work towards shutting this mine down? From here, um,
1: the profile in the last few days about all the nuclear possibilities in South Australia, Mm. the lid has just been lifted off. So we have all the issues around the waste dumps pending. We have legislation changes potential in the South Australian government. Uh, There are lots of things that there is plenty of work for people to be doing in the next immediate period. The other thing too is that we have all the evidence and we always have had of all the environmental catastrophes you know catastrophic things that are able and have occurred from the presence of this mine. we have just never ever had a chance to have a fair hearing in the sense of where people actually look at these things in a realistic way and say they don't just take the what's written in an EIS by a consultant who's been paid by Western Mining and then hence BHP to write what they want to write. We have evidence of environmental hazards, um, nuclear hazards, right across the board. It it needs to be... the, The community, the society needs to understand that we don't just like to hassle I mean, we'd actually all very much like to be getting on with our lives in the way in which we have chosen to do. This is a part of our lives because we see the dangers and we see it for everybody. We don't just see it for our own personal families or the local environment per se. It's across the board. It's across all of Australia. And Australia has such high cancer incidences. We have a really foundering country in the sense that ecologically it is really depleted like all the all the country right across is at its lowest ebb it needs to be renewed and it needs to be revitalized and things like this place are hazards for us all
0: mm. Mm. well thanks very much for taking the time any just before you're about to take off on this rainy day it's quite a change of mood around the camp it's sort of
1: Yeah, well, it's great. For this country, rain is always Mm. good. And the seagulls came yesterday and they're here again this morning. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much hoping that once we're clear, it really buckets down. Yeah. Because if there's one way to stop the mine working (laughs) is for rain because rain just actually floods everything really well but look it's not a it's not a thing about trying to have a go at anybody or the workers here or anything in particular like that it's it's just for people to understand that we've got to look after our country we can't destroy it and we can't destroy ourselves Mm. we've got to take a different attitude and start renewing you know the place that we're living in and that we depend on for our survival.
0: Uh, Thanks very much for those wise words and have a great journey home. Thanks. We will. (laughs) That was Annie McGovern. Reflecting on the many years of struggle against the Olympic Dam uranium mine on the final day of the Lizard Bites Back Festival in July 2016. We'll now travel back into the midst of the protest to the road blockade where we were able to occupy the main road into the mine for 20 hours. Listen now to Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, Arabana Elder, sitting on the road in a camp chair addressing the police above the sound of helicopters and wind.
3: you guys are not the law. you got no authority. And if you just want to listen properly, we can tell you who the boss is, what the boss, who's got the authority. Uh, myself and others, we've got 40,000 year olds of in authority and authorization. You guys have only been here a couple hundred years ago. Your law is not the law here really. And uh, all these people here have been invited here by myself and other helpers from this land to come and help us and support us. To for this issue, to sort this issue out, and uh, so. But if if your decision is to keep on following that law, your 240 year law against our 40,000 years, like I said, these people have got have been invited here by the tribes, and even old people is not here. One of the reasons they can't come here is because they're old and sometimes your scare tactics help, help frighten the shit out of them. They don't want to come here and uh, get insulted and ridiculed by your lot. And uh, they probably talked to you know, more over the years and it's always called on deaf ears. And uh, like I said, these people have got the right to be here because they've been fully invited into being with us, to share our culture, our struggle, and all that. The whole thing is about peace. This is the thing with what i missing. I'm missing the peace. Also, people like myself and others are here, we we got our bosses too. Creators, our people, story, country. The desecration that you mob do to, to uh, sacred sites, to the old place, is totally out of order. We never, creation, our ancestors, creation, creators have given us these places. And we've mastered them and looked after them and cared for those places for 40,000 years. And you might come along, we're trying to explain to you, don't do that here. We haven't done it. We haven't made, uh, dug up uranium and those bombs and desecrated sacred sites, because we can't. Because we're a we're we're part of it. And uh, that's why in the past... Uh, we, we've always tried to do rally and lock, lock on and whatever else. Some of us even go further. We we get arrested by you, mob. and uh, tasted and lasers and everything else. And uh, we have to do that because the common sense is not there. Your law uh, doesn't understand. The country law looking after caring for the country. Your law is to destroy the country and rip out whatever you people have made as, uh, as the gold, the money. We, we lived without money for 40,000 years and without gold and diamonds because we're out of the But people like us, that's why we've, we've, we've created passports. And uh, I've told these people before: if you haven't got a passport, if you, you haven't been fully accepted, invited into this country, your law is got nothing against this. Yeah, this is our passports. These are our passports. And. Uh, Again, just to try to create a better understanding. We've been at it for long, so I don't have any time. So many. And uh, so the world would be a better place, if you mob would have listened to us in the first place.
0: You've just heard most of a 2016 radioactive show recorded soon after the Lizard Bites Back festival. Earlier in the show, I played current audio from October 2023 of Uncle Kevin Buzzacott speaking from Arabana Country on Finness Springs and Uncle Kevin also sent a powerful statement to the BHP AGM just this week on November 1st. He continues to fight for his country and for the water, the millions of litres of water that get pumped down to the Olympic Dam uranium mine every day. You've been listening to The Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR Community Radio and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. A big thanks to Friends of the Earth Melbourne and the Nuclear Free Collective for supporting our show. You can hear our shows on 3cr.org.au. Find Radioactive Show under Programs. I'm Emma Crunch. Thanks for listening, and here's to a nuclear free and peaceful future.